Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you the Bear Down Podcast here on a Tuesday, Abdallah, as we recap Saturday's finale in the preseason. The Bears win 21 to 20, but more importantly, the score was 21 to 6 at the end of the first half. And the first half was dominated by Justin Fields and the Bears offense, which is not something we're used to saying as Bears fans. Yeah, I mean, it was a good end to the uh, preseason, right? It was a good end to go into the regular season after not seeing Justin Fields for like 95% of the second preseason game because they only played one series and then only a couple series during the first game. It was good to see them play an entire half and it was good to see that after a few struggles on the first drive, they came out and were productive and were able to score on the next couple, uh, put up three touchdowns. You know, they moved the ball really well. You know, Luke Getze was scheming around the bad offensive line and getting Justin Fields out in space and having him roll around and all that kind of stuff that we've wanted to see and stuff that we've expected to see. And also, you say 21 to 6, the defense played well too. Like, it was a good, like, I know a lot of dudes weren't out there. Robert Quinn wasn't out there. Roquan Smith wasn't out there. And they still held their own against a Browns team that is going to be uh, pretty decent this year. You know, when Deshaun Watson comes back, obviously, they're not going to be great until he gets there um, because he's suspended. But until then, like, this is a team that, yeah, they're the Browns. They, they have a decent defensive uh, unit. I'll, a couple of the guys weren't out there, like Miles Garrett. But it was good to see the offense come together in the final uh, practice game before the regular season starts. For those of you who have listened to our show, uh, thank you for coming back for the podcast. Uh, those who are new, who are just selecting the Bear Down podcast, you haven't listened to Black and Abdallah before. Uh, Abdallah, take us through. Back in the day, in high school, you were a bit of a theater kid, correct? I, a bit? Thanks. Well, yeah, I, was, I did. Yeah, well, I did, did you want me to put the hard sell that you were strictly a theater were, kid? I was a theater kid. Okay, you were a theater kid. I mean, uh, technically, I was only a theater kid for like ju- uh, junior and senior year. So I guess you could say I was a bit of a theater kid. Okay, so the, the point I'm bringing up is when you're ready for a, a show. Do a dress have, rehearsal. You have a dress rehearsal. Oh, and yeah. what, what's the point of the dress rehearsal? The dress rehearsal is like, it's better, it's... It's more important than an actual rehearsal because you're getting all the timing of costume changes and all that kind of stuff down. So, like, you're working through as if it's a actual live, like, you're doing a live performance. You are going through, not stopping. You are doing a live performance of what you're going to do the next night and for the foreseeable future. And if this third preseason game was a dress rehearsal for the regular season, it seems as if for Justin Fields, for the offense, everything went perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No notes. No notes. No notes. <laughs> Fields goes 14 for 16, uh, 156 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, a quarterback rating of 146.9. I think he was hit once or twice. Uh, we noticed in the first couple of preseason games, he was getting hit a bunch. Uh, even in the limited amount of time he was in against the Seahawks, he got hit like seven different plays mm-hmm. out of like the 10 that he was out there for. So I liked seeing him be able to stand upright and complete passes down the field. And I think that goes all into the conversation of what we've seen here with this offense. It seems as if what Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus are implementing is an offense by committee. And what I mean by that is you're going to get some fullback play, running back play, tight ends in the mix, and a bevy of wide receivers that Justin Fields can go to. I'm not saying that any of them are going to be Pro Bowl level players, But I think the difference in knowing that 
Fields has the ability to find someone in the flat or they're going to run the football and they have two tight ends and the ability to kind of go wherever the open man is. I like that for a young quarterback still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I do too. And I think that it proved a lot too that uh, Dave, like, while Khalil Herbert is a decent running back, Montgomery is miles ahead of him, whether it's catching the ball, you know, his ability to run more downhill. Like it, having Montgomery in there and not in there for the first two preseason games, I think makes a world of difference. And I like seeing, you know, like you said, them spreading the ball around. But also what I like from Justin Fields is that he wasn't quick to run. Right, he did run and he did take off a couple times after rolling out, not seeing it. That was that was one of the big hits. One of the big hits that came that was flagged was when he slid and he was hit late, but he didn't see anything. He went through his progressions on the left side and then just ran for it and tried to get back to the line of scrimmage, which he did. And yeah, he got he was hit, but he becomes the runner there, right? So I liked seeing that. I liked seeing him go through his progressions first and not just looking up and saying, "Oh, oh no, gotta go." And that's what he did a lot of last season when he was in there is look up, not see any guys open, see the pocket collapsing, and then rush to run. And that's, that's how you get hurt. Like he can run and you can use some designed runs for him, but he is a very accurate quarterback when he's on the move and when he has a clean pocket. So utilize that. These guys have to keep him upright. And we saw that too on Saturday that when he was had a clean pocket, he threw a couple touchdown passes from the shotgun when he was in a clean pocket. So you can do that. You can, you know, drop back seven and then be able to, as long as you've got a, a time back there, he's very accurate. So I think that that was something that was looked upon well on Saturday too. So there you go. There's the preseason. Uh, Today on a Tuesday, uh, the Bears are now cutting down to a 53-man roster. Uh, As far as big notable names that we've seen be released to this point by the Chicago Bears, uh, Michael Schofield released earlier today. Uh, He was just brought in to be a part of the offensive line before camp started. Uh, Does not make the cut, notably in the preseason. First preseason game, he gave up a big sack early got Justin Fields hit. From that point on, it seems as if Tevin Jenkins, the moment he got back into the mix, immediately jumped Schofield in the depth chart, and he has been planted there at the guard position since he returned. Schofield released by the Bears today. And if you look at some of the technique that he's been using, a couple of videos going around Twitter you know, have zeroed in on what Tevin Jenkins was doing, and his technique is great at that position. Like He's really learned it pretty fast for being thrown in there you know like he came in in camp and there was the dispute of what he was where he was and what he was doing and they wouldn't talk about it. And he was with the trainers or not with the trainers or whatever and then he came in he was working with the second team and then he worked his way in the first team and he was starting against Seattle and then he started on Saturday against the Browns and he looked decent I mean you know they were running behind him a few times he was pushing guys around it looked like he, he's ready to play that position. And if that's where he ends up and that's where he becomes a productive guard, then why not? As long as, as long as you've got bodies that are playing there well, I'm fine with whoever's there. Whatever, you're a tackle, you're a guard, I don't care. You were drafted as a tackle, you're playing guard, I don't care. He's, being, he's playing well at that position, and it looks like he's going to be starting there, especially with the release of Schofield, that he's going to be the guy there and that the trade rumors were probably just that rumors. And uh, some of the other names that the Bears have released to this point, Courtney Cronin on uh, Twitter has all the information. She covers the Bears for ESPN and works for ESPN 1000. She's fantastic. It seems like the other names that are notable, uh, Isaiah Coulter has been released. Uh, The Bears plan on putting him on the practice squad, a wide receiver. Uh, We saw him at at points throughout camp. Simba Webster has made some plays at wide receiver. He was waived. 
Uh, there was also a chance, as Courtney says, that he would return on the practice squad. Outside of that, uh, there are no huge, big names uh, based on what we've seen to this point. We are recording this podcast at 2.27 p.m. That's the time it is right now. Uh, so there are possibilities that uh, Bears players could be released and waived throughout the day uh, as we go forward, but that that's what we have at this point. I wouldn't expect anybody major to notable be, yeah notable to be released like they're going to keep a lot of guys on the practice squad and all that kind of stuff and if anything some of these guys that get released you know from other teams maybe they're in addition i saw this uh was it the saints release someone who played on the defensive line for uh for uh matt eberflus when he was in in uh, in uh indianapolis with the colts so maybe that's someone they could add but it's just listen you're just getting guys and moving guys around right now and some of them will still stay on the practice squad like Nathan Peterman was released maybe he's a candidate to stay on the practice squad and be that practice squad quarterback like that's fine I don't think you're gonna get like oh my god they've released Velas Jones like they're not that's not gonna happen you know like the the roster is pretty much set right now since you brought him up did you happen to see Orlovsky yesterday on SportsCenter absolutely not okay so (laughs) someone sent this to us on Twitter yeah Orlovsky was going on and on and on about how the Bears' offense is going to be terrible this year. Okay. And the highlights that they were using were all highlights of Nathan Peterman in preseason getting his head knocked off no. and, like, incompletions uh. and all this stuff. And it's like, all right, if that's how you're going to fill three minutes of time on SportsCenter, but you realize that he's not going to be on the team and – who cares? But when, and when Nathan Peterman like, was in there, it was like the like the guys that are struggling to make the roster. That's my point. That's why, like, why did they put together a package of Peterman struggling for Orlovsky to talk over? Like, that. see, here's why it's fascinating to me. A producer had to sit down with Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. And come up with the concept that he wasn't just going to talk about Bears football. He was going to talk about how the offense was going to struggle. And the clips that they needed to show this were Nathan Peterman in the preseason. No, no. That, that, that's not going to get it done. understand. Because that's just, that, that just exposes you right there. Well, that exposes you. He's exposed himself before. Well, I mean, listen. If you, <laughs> I hope it, not. Well, no. I mean, based on his uh, thoughts on football. No, I, that's if the you thing. Is like along it, with what he says, it, wherever you catch him, it's going to be a different. When has Orlovsky ever been right about a quarterback? Yeah, about a young quarterback. That's the thing. So I, I just thought that was funny because we brought him up. Peterman uh, released by the Bears, but Orlovsky thinks that that's a major concern for the Bears' offense this year. <laughs> no, it's not. I listen. If we get to what, the point the where world? Nathan Peterman is starting for the Bears, we've got much like, bigger problems. Who cares? Much bigger problems. Trevor Simeon looked okay in the in Simeon the spots fine. that he's yeah, played in sure the preseason. Listen, we know how this works in the NFL. Justin Fields is probably not going to play every single game, right? No, it's not, it, it is rare that a quarterback is starting every single game. Which is why the Forty ers reworked Jimmy Garoppolo's deal because they're like we still need a competent backup. Yeah, and if you know if Peterman's the third guy on the practice squad, sure, and Trevor Simeon's the backup, awesome. Okay. Trevor Sinian might see some some run at some point because Justin Fields, God forbid, gets hurt or something like that. But it's very rare, especially with the extra game now, that quarterbacks play the entire season without getting some form of injury. Luke Getze spoke on Monday talking about the Bears offense and Justin Fields and how that first team offense looked on Saturday against the Browns. You know, we were we were pleased with the process. Um, 
you know, I think that as we are evaluating preseason football, right, it's it's nothing you you need to have knee-jerk reactions, good or bad. I think, um, like I mentioned before, I thought preseason game one, I was pleased with the process and the the play calling into the into the into the, into the huddle and the snap to the line of scrimmage and the motions and the lack of penalties and uh, that carried over to, to preseason two and I thought he got even better in preseason three so I think that part of it we were all we were all pleased with um, but there's there's a ton of uh, improvement that we have to get better at if we're gonna play better pay, play better talent play more looks you know all the movement you're gonna get and so but um, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Luke Etsy also talked about Justin Fields, his improvement throughout the summer to this point right now. Yeah, I mean, from there, then to now, it's obviously tremendously improved, um, but nowhere near where it needs to be. Uh, he's got a long way to go there, uh, but he's working his tail off. And I think, you know, he reaped the reward of, of listening to his feet and, and uh, the timing and rhythm was, was good uh, most of the night. Uh, we've talked a lot about pocket presence. That's something that a young quarterback has to grow through. And, uh, you know, I thought that showed up, and he did a nice job with that. And you know, he had the escape on third down that, you know, he knew time was up, and he, and he made uh, the most of that play too. He talked about Luke Etsy, talked about uh, the need to see from Justin Fields, uh, what he needs to see from him to say that we're ready to go on this in with this offense. Yeah, I, I just got done saying this. This is the, you know, when we got here in April, we had this very well-thought-out plan of how we wanted to go this process to look. And we're going to stay committed to that process. I don't think we're going to – this isn't like an elevation to a moment. This is part of the process. This is the stepping stone of, you know, our goal was to get better and, 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 to, and to, you know, apply pressure to our team on our own in the way that we installed it, the way that we, or the way that we implemented the offense, the way that we installed it, the way we came to training camp, the way that we performed in preseason. This is all – these are all the next steps. These are all steps to where we want to be. Um, and so this next game, again, we're not we're, – we're, we're still – pedal to the metal and we're still challenging these guys every day uh, both mentally and physically to play the play style that we want to play but what you've seen so far you believe the process is working i believe we're we're in the process and i believe that the process is you know we're on track in the sense of like i want to keep going um but you know in the end, the only way you guess you really say you went is if you win or lose, right? And so we haven't won or lost a game officially yet, uh, but we're going to stick to the process. We believe in the process, and the guys believe in the process. Okay, so he- here's what's so different. We're listening to Luke Etsy, the offensive coordinator, and I know in the last regime with Matt Nagy, he was the facto head head coach and also offensive guru, right? Like he had offensive coordinators. He was the guy running the show. Yeah, he was so willing to say. Like, yep, 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 oh, oh, this is neat, oh, okay, this is, oh, this is all, this is all. I know that's not an impersonation of Nagy, but the point was he was like a puppy dog. Yeah. He, everything was so excitable, this, that, and the other. You listen to Getsy and Eberflus talk, it sounds as if they've done this before, even though they're both, for the first time in the roles that they're in. Eberflus as a head coach, Getsy as an offensive uh, coordinator, and the person installing an offense, he's seen the best in the league do it, and he knows his guy, Fields, is not at that point. He's not even close to it. Yeah, there's progress. We'll talk about the, the positive progress we've made, but there's a long way to go, and that excites me as a Bears fan. Yeah, this whole year is going to be a process, right? Like, they're not, they're not going in saying, we have to make the playoffs, we have to, or else we're moving on from Justin Fields. This isn't the, this isn't the decision to pick up his fifth-year option. Like, the, the, there's still time here. 
So as long as he shows progress and as long as he shows that he's understanding the offense and understanding and, you know, does all the things that gets he mentioned there, you know, the, the footwork is there, the timing in the huddle, the, the ability to call the play at the line of scrimmage or call it in the huddle and, you know, audible if you need to and run everything that they need to run. That's progress. I think they know what they have. I think they on, on at all positions on the offense. I think they know that they have a talented quarterback that they have a guy who is physically gifted at the position. Whether he can understand the system and implement it, they'll figure that out as they go along, right? That's a week-to-week thing. Now, I think they also understand that they don't have a lot of weapons here, and they're going to have to just judge it based off of what they see from fields and not on a wins or loss thing. Like I think that there's a scenario where the Bears are under 500, but Justin Fields looks decent, you know, like, and you look at something like drops and you look at something like, oh, passes broken up and stuff like that. But if Justin Fields looks the part and is commanding the offense, then you go out and you get him some weapons next year. I thought they should have done it this year to help him out and help his growth because guys like a DK Metcalf would have been able to help him, I think, in his development. Um, but at the same time, as long as they're not rushing to judge based off of wins or losses. And I know Getsy mentioned wins and we haven't lost a game yet officially or whatever. I think that they'll see, look, if we're in a scenario where let's say week one against the 49ers, right? And game is tied going into, or the bears are down three heading into the, the end of the game. And Justin Fields drives them down the field. They kick a field goal, tie the game, sends it to overtime or scores a touchdown. They win the game. That's progress, right? That's progress. Yeah. That's, Understanding a two-minute drill, moving the ball down the field, understanding how much time you have on the clock, understanding wh- like what you need to get done, understanding that you need at least a field goal, understanding that if you take a shot in the end zone, maybe you settle for a field goal and you, we, we go to overtime, whatever. That's part of the process. That's not necessarily, okay, maybe they go to overtime, they lose that game. Does it still mean that, that Justin Fields was bad that game? No. It means that he is understanding the process of what goes into becoming a better quarterback. And then, you know, maybe next year, that's why I'm saying, like, just be competitive this year. Like, not for a division, but be competitive in games. I think we can all agree that the 49ers are a better team. They've been to the playoffs. They've gone to, they've competed for NFC championship games, right? On paper, they're a seven-point favorite for a reason. But you can be still be competitive in those games and still see progress from your quarterback and it not translate to wins and losses. I think we're on the same page with this. And, and I, I have a feeling most Bears fans who are like logically looking at this situation will agree with, with this opinion. I think you can almost absolutely, because here, here's the thought process, a seven-point line in the NFL against a team with an unproven quarterback at home is wild mm-hmm. to me. It it smells as if it's wildly off. I get it. The 49ers are a team that's going to try and chase a championship this season. But again, unproven quarterback on the road week one against a team that's looked professional here in the preseason. So, so the point of laying all this out is I feel if we took all the uh, scenarios and we put them on the board, I, th- I comfortably could say we could rule out a blowout loss for the Bears in week one. Yeah, I and think when, so. And what I mean by that is 30-6. to six. Oh, no, Just, just no. an embarrassing 
week one performance from the Bears. Now, do I think they'll win week one? Probably not. That I probably won't pick the Bears to win the game in week one. But if you're giving me seven points, I think this team can certainly hang around to the fourth quarter. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it doesn't break your way. Again, you have two quarterbacks on the field. We have the more experienced one. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, to this point, he's flashed more than the other guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I would wonder, in that scenario, in the all the different options, like the most likely option would be 49ers win, final possession, field goal type of thing. Yeah. Right? They win by three, tough loss, but your team hung tough. I would say the next likely uh, thing would be 49ers uh, win by about around the number seven, six, six points. Something like that. Then I would say the next likely thing would be the bears upset the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen to this point in the preseason is exactly what is taking place. The defense defense is sustainable and the offense is making progress. And Justin Fields is likely to be the, the guy, right? Like I think, I think the one thing that you could absolutely rule out is the bears are not going to lose by four touchdowns in week one against the 49ers. I I think that's highly unlikely, even though we saw this very team last year get blown out in the first quarter of games multiple times. Yeah, I'd be more worried about blowouts later in the year, like against the Bills, because the Bills are probably have the best roster in the NFL, and it's late in the season, so they're going to probably be as good as they're going to be that time of year. And it's like, it's it's on Christmas Eve, I believe. And so you've got, that game, and then, but who, I mean, at that point, Fields should have all the experience with these receivers he's going to get at that point. So I would also expect that this offense to be working uh, at its at its peak at that point because they've been playing with, with you know, uh, along with each other for that amount of time. So I would say that I'm looking for them to compete in every game. And I, I'm with you. I'm like 24-21, 49ers most likely. But you never know. That twenty four twenty one could be Bears. Yeah, it, it's just like if we had the uh, chances on what would take place, I think a thirty one to nine a blow blowout either way to me is 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 not uh, plausible, not likely in this. Scenario. I don't think the Bears are going to blow them out, and I don't think the Forty ers are going to blow them out. Uh, also, uh, Luke Getze yesterday talked about Tevin Jenkins. So we gave you the news on the podcast. Michael Schofield was released by the Bears. It's cut down day in the NFL. It seems as if it's Tevin Jenkins who will be your starting guard on the right side. Here's what Getze, the offensive coordinator, had to say about Jenkins. Yeah, I, I thought Tevin's done a great job of uh, accepting that challenge of right guard. And, um, you know, and it showed, you know, it, it showed his... We threw him in there, and a few days later, he's playing in a game in Seattle. And I thought that just showed, you know, one his athleticism, and two his his, his mental capacity. I think I've told you guys in here before that the guard position has more on his plate than a tackle position. So for him to be able to go in and execute at a high level was was really good. That's Luke Getzey. He also was asked yesterday, does, does he have his five, his starting five on the offensive line? Here's Luke Getzey. I mean, I don't want to go there yet, um, but I, I, you know, I, I thought every, all those guys have done a nice job of. Of, uh, of getting better each day. And I think you guys have naturally seen guys fall into certain positions and stuff where they maybe feel a little bit more comfortable. So, yeah, I think there's been growth. I think we're um, – I love their play style. I think that's much as, as much as anything they've bought in and um, and you, you guys have seen. I mean, when our guys are getting tackled, they're getting picked up by those five guys every single time. 
Um, they're running the ball. They're finishing. And, uh, yeah, we want to play that kind of ball. We want to play nasty. We want to be more physical than everybody else. And those guys have bought into that. So the offensive line is projected right now. Left tackle, that's going to be Braxton Jones. Uh, left guard, Cody Whitehair. Uh, if healthy, Lucas Patrick. If not, Sam Mustafer has been in the center position. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, right guard. And then Riley Reef will be your right tackle. Seems like Larry Borum has challenge reef mm-hmm. for that spot so we'll see who wins out in that scenario but for the other four positions that seems to be what we have for the bears offensive line heading into week one yeah i i know they're not uh they're not what people want to hear but uh that's what the bears are going in with i'm just worried about depth right because the odds of all five guys staying healthy for an extended period of time is not likely so I'm worried about depth at that position because, you know, they haven't had a lot of cap space to work with and they haven't had a lot of draft picks to work these guys in. So I'm worried about, you know, one of these, like as much as we've talked about Tevin Jenkins being great and all that good stuff and him really shining at right guard, he does have a back issue. And he that plagued him for a lot of last season. So as long as he can stay healthy, then it should be fine. But I'm worried about depth at that position because, like, you know, we've said it with Eddie Jackson before. If you don't like Eddie Jackson, just wait till you see who's behind him. You know, like if you don't like Tevin Jenkins, just wait till you see who's coming in behind him. Right. Like, yeah, they're not great, but they're NFL starters. And depth at that position is not great. So let's hope that they can all stay healthy for a majority of the season. So that was Luke Getze. He spoke on Monday. Uh, the Bears will finish cut, cutting down the roster to 53. And how about this? Uh, we have a podcast on Thursday. Talk Bears with you here on the Bear Down Podcast. And next week, how about this? Opening week in the NFL. The Bears and the 49ers. You'll get two podcasts next week to preview that event. Can't wait for the opening weekend of the NFL. Black and Abdallah, check our show weeknight 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. And the Bear Down podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on the ESPN Chicago app.